What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Transformation Podcast brought to you by Soul City Church. Soul City exists to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this podcast helps you move forward in faith, whoever and wherever you're at. Okay, let's get into today's conversation. What's up, everyone? I'm Noelle. Hey, everybody. I am not John Jorgensen. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, what? It's Jarrett. Who we, is we, this? Yeah, we kicked him out. It's me. I'm co-hosting. I get the privilege of, of being with Noelle today. And you are listening to the Transformation Podcast. And as you know, the Transformation Podcast is a new podcast brought to you by Soul City Church. That's right. Soul City exists to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. And again and again and again, and we again just and again and, and again. One, um, I want you all to brace yourselves for yeah, those of you. You're not ready. You're not ready. And I apologize for all of the foolishness ahead of time. This is a disclaimer. But also, we just thank you for listening. And we love when you subscribe and also leave a review um, on this podcast specifically. We love for you to say which Phil or Jared quote mm. you love the best. Mm. Leave a review. And, and maybe, start. yeah. After this one, people can talk about how much they love John not being oh, on the pod for this he week. He has to be on it. That's, that's the review they can leave. It's like, man, I really felt like something changed. <laughs> Something's different in the spirit when John, John's gone. You know what? The disrespect, I thought it wouldn't be here, <laughs> no, but yet it's, it's alive. Dub- I'm well. doubling up. Well, today is really special, Noelle. I'm really looking yes, forward to this. She's already too. given us a little spoiler ahead of time because today uh, we actually get to have my friend, longtime friend, Pastor Phil Jackson. Uh, join us in our conversation today. I've known Phil for many, many, many years. We got to work together a million years ago uh, on some stuff together when I was working out another church out in the Burbs. Uh, the best thing to know about Phil outside of his love for Jesus and the a man that really does his own work with God is his wife, Kim. Mm. They've been married now for 35, 36? Wow. 36 years. Wow. And Kim wow. was there to correct him today at the 9 a.m. service <laughs> when he got off a little bit. She, she was there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, we love Kim. But but Phil has been ministering and serving um, for the last couple decades, really, on the west side, Chicago's west side in the Lawndale area and community. He, he runs and leads the house, which is an incredible, incredible uh, youth organization that is involved in the arts and in really... Um, leveraging the community and leveraging people's lives, skills, and abilities for something better for themselves and for their community. It is absolutely um, an incredible, incredible organization here in Chicago. So we're just thrilled that Phil and Kim are part of our church. And so everybody, put your hands together. Phil Jackson is in the house. What? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. In the Noel, building. We yes. opened up Pandora's said, box. Are <laughs> <laughs> you just already shooting off gunshots? I'm right, right, right. Open the streets. There we go. We here. Trouble. Trouble. Phil, oh, my goodness gracious. I, I'm really, I'm geeked about this. But your voice is one, I don't know if you know this, but it's so beloved here yes. at Soul City. We love when you, we see you do announcements or mm. you speak a teaching sermon, whatever you like to call it, but we, we just love you. And so I, I've been around Soul City for a little bit, but I know Jared gave us some background, but can you tell me a little bit about your, on your perspective of your relationship with Soul City Church? You know, I uh, am humbled by what you're saying. I was really <laughs> grateful for that because I'm super uh, uh, in love with Soul City and super 
And so, so precious to me that I'm making sure that this announcement is going to be exactly like it's going to be, and <laughs> <Yeah>. it's not. <laughs> Somebody give me some cue cards. So I'm grateful <laughs> for that. For that, and I love so I love the energy and the and the passion. You know, um, I've known Jared like a bunch of years, twenty plus years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. as the, the move was happening to come here, like uh, different friends of ours we knew that were helping to plant. And I was still doing things at Lawndale at that time, Lawndale Community Church, and it was just one of those needed, timely churches for the community of people for the people of God to understand Christ in a way that was relevant to where they were at to take them where God would have them to be and that's how Jared has always been in Jeannie and being able to have that uh, be manifest in a worship service mm-hmm. and, and youth and young adults kind of resonate with that and recognize hey I can still be my funny silly crazy self and love Jesus and grow in that and I got a bunch of questions and I won't be judged by that all of that such a timing for that uh, so many years ago now 10 years ago yeah I mean you yeah. y'all have been here for more than a minute now right right mm-hmm. we were one of the, one of the first teaching series or yeah. something Su Chen Ra was there yeah yeah you taught the very first summer at Soul City Church we asked Phil to come we had to come back at the teach. evening service at six o'clock oh, it was, it was like, I was like I, I don't know if anyone no y'all don't know Julian you don't know no, we I used know. to do oh we used to do five we had a time I think where there was five services on a Sunday. I mean, it was absolutely what? bananas. And that evening service was the last one. And it's like no one wanted to come. And, 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 I mean, and, it was like, you couldn't pay right. me enough. And nobody said, don't go home and go to sleep. Cause this is, you wake oh, up. Oh no, like, you were a mess. Oh, you couldn't nap. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was rough, man. I thought it was on punishment. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah, I do yeah, something yeah. wrong. Time do? Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Five services. Yeah. There was that a, there was a season. My old like home church. Yeah, like we weren't playing. <laughs> right. There you go. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Three o'clock service. <laughs> right. Right. I think that maybe because of space wise. Yeah. We just didn't have yes. room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's good to know. I mean, yeah. I knew again that the relationship had been long standing, but again, it's so good to see people who have started from the bottom. Now mm. they're here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. The whole crew. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to embody John right now. Smiling along. From the bottom of the stairs. Smiling along to the references. Getting up to the staircase. (laughs) (laughs) But so thank you for sharing that. Um, And this past weekend, you taught on Mark 10 and you gave such good context to. One, Jesus, again, in his relationship with people, his disciples, um, and how he corrected people, but also um, challenged people and their idea of different populations. And specifically, I, I know you did one on children. You talked about the passage on children, but also the passage of the um, rich man. But I wanted to kind of focus on children really yeah. quick. And maybe because I'm a social worker and I work I with that. children and families. So that really spoke to me on Jesus relationship with children. And so um, if you could, can you just give us a little more background about that? Yeah. You know, in the text, it implies in the original language that it was like babies to preteens. Mm, right? okay, okay. Yeah. And so it's kind of get an idea like who all was there with, and moms are trying to probably get their kids out the house. You think of the everyday stuff we deal right. with, right? Same stuff, same right. stuff. And there's Jesus over there. Can we go see him after you finish your homework? I mean, right, whatever right. regular mm-hmm. stuff was going on. And the beauty about uh, Christ is as his approachableness. Yes. Even with all the things you mentioned, who could speak to this person, speak to that, he was still just as approachable. And especially uh, with children, I'm sure like, like children at home and, and, and their parents are talking about a particular uncle or cousin and they want to see him and the kids have never seen him or they've seen a little bit of him. They were probably anxious as well. Like mm-hmm. they were going to see Jesus yeah, right. or that. Mm-hmm. We're going to go see Jesus and, you know, mama, is he going to fix your foot? Cause you'd be limping all the time. Yeah. Just regular kid conversations <laughs> and stuff, yeah. you know, and the beauty of all of that. And you just imagine him sitting there playing 
And just like kids want all of your attention. They want every ounce of your attention. I mean, you just look at my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters. She's like, doesn't want to get off the phone on FaceTime. And then when she's leaving, she's almost like crying. Like, why do I got to go? I said, I know. I know why you love me so much because me and you and me have an arch enemy, your mama. Mm. Me, me and your enemy have an arch enemy, your daddy. We're going to eat candy. We're going to eat cake. And they don't that's like us. That's why she doesn't want to go. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty obvious why we're she doesn't want to We're going to stay up go. late. We're going to party. Yeah. And then I'm going to take you home. But it's like one of those things where just the natural flow of that welcomingness and, and, yes. and the beauty of uh, the approachable uh, connection with Christ um, creates like soil like for that, for that vulnerability just mm-hmm. to grow what God would have you to in that space and children you know if they uh, uh, have been in um, uh, healthy situations yes it mimics it when they connect with Christ mm. uh, it's a little bit intimidating when it's not as healthy to still think I can be as vulnerable because young people oftentimes in different situations and always have to be in the hood mm. sometimes can grow up you know, like relationally resistant mm. and so they're like ah I did that before with an adult I'm gonna sit right here and see if mm. he doesn't kick all these kids out mm-hmm. and then wait and wait okay and then you find those kids kind of slowly creeping in over to the circle with mm. Jesus maybe and those just that humanity of it all mm. you know? wow yeah that's so good um I love the that, that you talked about one relationship resistance, but also children who one may have a healthy relationship with adults and versus children who may not have a relationship right. with adults. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, and I thought back when you were talking about having the posture of a child as an adult and some could be like, I'm an adult. I have to have responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I worked hard to kind of put those days behind. Exactly. Me. Uh, like right, 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 a right. child that mm-hmm. that's immaturity. That's what, but um, that's not what Jesus is, saying in terms of like uh be immature right, but there's exactly. the, you're talking about the vulnerability the openness not that a agenda has. kids don't yes. have an yeah, agenda that's what I was just yes. when you were Still, talking phil i mean kids yeah. are, are born with this 360 degree personality mm-hmm. they can be mad at you because they didn't get the other slice of pizza then three seconds later let's go play in the car yes. adults will still be mad mm-hmm. right. we take, we'll take a five minute situation and we'll be like heated for like 24 hours I can't mm-hmm. stand them because yes. they wouldn't get you extra slice of pizza uh, but mm-hmm. kids was flip flop and that that non-agenda uh, uh, world we lose that somewhere it's yeah. almost like maybe fifth grade and now we got an agenda I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really sure when that happens but just the reality of having um, a faith that is open mm-hmm. to what God is leading because you're in the presence of God seeking to God I have, I have I really am uncomfortable with this situation with this person being vulnerable enough to talk to God about that, and then enter into that hope in hopes that you know you're observing what God is doing yeah. so that you don't create another agenda and keep everything kind of uh, controlled you know but but with adults, you know, it's it's you've seen those commercials about uh, Wisconsin Dales, and you see the dad putting the water out there. This is a, a, like, a very you know local reference here. <laughs> <laughs> very local yes. Chicago Wisconsin Midwest Dale. reference. Go on, go on. The yes. Dales. Right, right. The there Dale. we go. Right, right. The then, then he's like, bump it. I'm going to go down the slide with my kids. Or mm-hmm. he's at a water fountain. It's like he remembers the, the – it's that pure – um, sense of life and, yeah. the, and the joy of life in the midst of that, that oftentimes agendas or how things have to be structured um, oftentimes get in the way of that kind of vulnerability. You know? yes. And there, there are some real things we got to do. We got to pay bills. We got to do light, pay the light. Yeah. We got to get to school. We got to do things like that. But in the context of you know, letting that be so consuming in your life that you can't be vulnerable in faith with Christ, I think it's also what Christ is also meaning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, even when you were talking about that today, Phil, and I'm glad you brought that um, that question around that, Noel, especially 
you know, why is it that we're so resistant to being like a child? And yet that is such a clear yes. invitation from Jesus. I think not only is the no agenda piece a part of it, Phil, but you know, kids just have, they truly don't care what they look like. <laughs> right, right. Mm. Like they'll walk outside in a cape and mismatched socks yes. and whatever. And they don't just don't care. And I, I'm, you know, as we, our kids now are 12 and 15, I'm like, okay, they've crossed a line where they care. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. I'm like, oh, I see what you did with that whole entire outfit. Uh, I got you, you know, but it's, <laughs> but at some point they didn't. And yeah. I just think even that invitation from Jesus is to let down your pretenses, let down all that stuff that you try and put on for the rest of the world and come to me as you are, I think is such a uh, beautiful and yet challenging yeah. in- invitation for, for me to do. I'll just say for me to do is to really be undignified, totally authentically present with Jesus. Yeah. Even though I know he doesn't ask me to, I still feel like I have to pray a certain way. I have to act a certain way. I have to make sure that I don't, you know, get angry about this before I pray about that. It's just, it's uh, all these things we've added on to it. And I was burnt out one year in the 90s, whenever it was, and whenever I was doing youth in 99. Just so you know, just so you know, Phil. (laughs) Don't don't do it. Noelle doesn't know what the 90s are. Can you give her some context? Can you give her some context on the 90s? Okay, bad boy records, 90s. Okay, that's not. You still lost her. Come on. (laughs) No, money, money, money. No. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. right. Money, more problem. Uh-huh, more money, more I know. Problem. I was born in the nineties, <laughs> oh, but that doesn't okay. mean I don't know about okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> anyway, on. back in the nineties when you burned out. Right, right. <laughs> so I was, it took a, it was about a year, and Kim, my wife, and her brilliance said, "Hey, take off on Mondays, have dinner with the family, and then just do what you need to do." And I would go to the movies. Like Barnes and Noble was open. Ooh, was, I would yes, go to those places, yes. you know. Yeah. And I would just get away, and I would read, or I would sit and look at stuff, and I was just stuck, like. All the, we had six different Bible studies going with young people and our volunteers doing it. A lot of output. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't get off of it. And at one point, I don't want to talk to a human being. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to speak to you. I'm on, a high, I'm on the sidewalk. But man, it was on the beach. It was in Chicago. I'm laying down, just laying on a Monday. And God said, just be my boy. Mm-hmm. Just be a kid. Just just be my boy. Mm-hmm. I said, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can I can play pity pat. I can mm-hmm. be your son. I can live in that space. Mm-hmm. And then let everything else be what it's going to be. Still mm-hmm. out so, of that place. Yeah. Let, mm-hmm. let that call that I've got you and still be what it's going to be. But don't take that over me and let that be heavier and feel yeah. so burdened that you think I'm giving you that burden. Yeah. I ain't giving that burden that way. Yeah. So some stuff comes from outside, from so many people. That I think causes us to make sure I got my stuff lined yeah, up. Right. And there's some respect to that. I get that. Sure, sure. But to the degree that it gets in the way of presence, yeah. that's when it comes it worth a it. problem. Yeah. 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 You talk. So I, I want to unpack that a little bit because you talked about that in the message. And if, if someone's listening to this and didn't hear yet your message from this last weekend at Soul City Church, they should go back and listen to it mm-hmm. on the Soul City podcast because it's an awesome message where you. I remember when you and I were talking earlier in the week beforehand, you told me, hey, here's kind of my idea. I want to talk about the difference between between presence and proximity. I want to compare this story in Mark 10 of these kids who have no problem being present with Jesus <laughs> and then his call to us afterwards, be like these kids. Yeah. And then this story that comes right afterwards with the rich young ruler where, it, you know, when Jesus gave him the challenge, you know, he, he, he sounded sincere, but when Jesus pushed into that, he was unwilling because he wanted to keep, God, in, in that case, Jesus at a proximity right. level, not at a presence level. Right. And so I would love for you to tell, uh, just unpack that a little bit. Like, what do you mean by that when you talk about the difference between presence and proximity? And then I would love if you take it like to the next level and talk about what does it mean for you to be, how are you practicing presence with God? Mm-hmm. And what are some, maybe some of the ways that you choose or, you know, you can find yourself doing the proximity piece right. as well. So 
talk about just unpack that that presence and, and proximity because I think it's so profound. Yeah. And then and then what does it look like for you personally? Yeah. Well, one is a sort of a, a story uh, with my family. Like I would Fridays were at one point was my were my days off, right? And I would go to work. I'm like, y'all going to school? What what what, what is the I got this deal? time? I'm, yeah. I'm here. This is a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I learned through them and through the hurt from them of me not taking that time and being present and then and then being back home like before they came home from school, I'd still be out working. Like, where you at? We, we want you here. To, I'm like, why? I'm, y'all want me to do something? I took it to, like, uh, if I'm here, that means I'm doing something with you and you're going to happen. No, just sit here. Read the paper. And they just broke it down. Just sit here, burp, do whatever you do, read the newspaper, and mm-hmm. let us just see you around. And I began to learn to own that value of that uh, uh, just being, really, yeah. and owning the fact that uh, that, how that how that reciprocates back to others that you're just as valuable to me because I'm here with you right and so talking about presence it is a full attention on who and what it is you're doing uh, without being distracted not being hesitant of what that distraction and not intimidated by whatever the exchange mm-hmm. may be because you're fully freaking loved in mm-hmm. it you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like I got an issue I got a challenge can you deal with this it seems like we're only present that way job is suspect i can't get the scholarship mm. car's not working it's snowing out how am i gonna get to work or all the things that make make us freak out now i need the presence because nothing's making sense what if we practice that way of living as hard as it might be daily momently really in such a way where we kind of alter what we perhaps have been grained into already you know it's comfortable to live in proximity because there's no accountability this yeah no, you know i can shout at you i couldn't hear what you said oh, that's cool and i may have cussed it. you right. all the way out because i'm mad at you but because i don't want to tell you face to face why i'm mad because presence means i need all of you right yeah. i remember one time i was talking to kim and uh, my wife and i was like something 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 and she said you do this all the time i said what do, what do you mean what do i do she said something happens didn't go right and you make yourself look good in the midst. i said wait a minute wait a minute i've been doing that a lot like how long I've been doing it? Mm-hmm. Like five minutes ago, all my life. She said, you do it a lot. I said, cause then it, she said it makes me feel like I'm little. You're big. I said that mm-hmm. cannot be. That cannot happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So I say that because in our presence together, yeah. over time, she was free it's to cut free to me down yeah. in a good way, and right. I, I was free. To, hold a mirror up. I was able to receive that in such yeah. a way. Like I cannot have a woman I love to life be feeling cut down that way. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. but, but that's presence over years and over time and being able to be that sensitive and aware of that. Cause I want, and what presence does, I want her to have all of me. Yeah. I'm good, bad, or indifferent. Right. If I give her what I want to give her, cause I want to look good or I want this not to, I want to be embarrassed about something. Then I'm only it's giving her what, what, what she thinks is going to be good. And presence says, cut through all that. Yeah. This is who you are. You know, and it's yeah. the beauty about that with Christ. Cause he had these 12 disciples. They was all knuckleheads, crazy stuff going on. You know, Peter and John, they were racing to the tomb and I beat him to the, all these little things you find mm-hmm. like little one up on each other. Uh, but Christ loved them anyway in the midst of it all. Right. Because of their, um, their openness and as much as they tussle with it to be that vulnerable present to him. So there's presence with, with God is that, is that freedom, that vulnerability mm-hmm. that I'm going to be all of who I am in the presence of all of who God is mm-hmm. as often, as much as humanly possible. What does unpack what Proxi- proximity with God looks like? Cause that, cause my hunch is there's a lot of folks, especially coming out. you mentioned this in your message coming out of this last year with, COVID and with a lot yeah. of shelter in place, you know, we kind of were at proximity to a lot of things without being able to be present. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be in proximity with God? Yeah, proximity is um, 
no uh, no touching, no accountability, no nothing. You're not entering into any particular space. You're safe. Mm. You're safe in proximity Mm -hmm. because you you know you don't have to necessarily do anything else. And it's like I was talking about in in the sermon a little bit, right? The the barbecue you smell. You're you're at proximity to the ribs, Mm -hmm. but you don't you can't touch. You can't Mm -hmm. taste nothing. And if if you if you you know want to go further, then maybe you'll go grill something because you're so enamored by what you were smelling so much. So it is that outside, you know, looking in, but with no real energy to enter, like mm-hmm. no real mm-hmm. energy, no real desire because you're comfortable because you know the cost it might cost you mm-hmm. to enter into that space. So I'd rather stay out here, you know, yeah. and uh, oftentimes, uh, especially around uh, the whole issue with what all this has done with COVID and everything else is the reality that, um, you know, um, the... <laughs> I'm not willing to pay that cost to be that present, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware. It's too much of a risk. Too and, much, yeah, you right, know. And, right. and 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 to to break through that, it take it can take time. It's not about a judgment on doing it right now. It's over. T- it's aware. It, being aware of it is key. Um, you know, I, I can be in ministry for so long, and I can think I understand, and I'm going deep with God, but I'm just I'm just in proximity. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? I got a yeah. M, I got an M div. I've got mm-hmm. this. I can flip a scripture on you. Mm-hmm. There's no real heart to Intimacy. that scripture. Yeah. Right. Right. There's right. no meaning in that. Right. So that's proximity in my world. I try to be intentional about being real and raw in my communication with God, real and raw in my communication uh, with those who love me and I love them. And I ask questions. So do you think I was such and such with that? Because well, if you're asking, heck yeah, you were that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm trying to get out of it. So it's mm-hmm. one of those kind of things where I'm saying the same thing with God back and forth, right? So that I can have that level of intimacy. So I can play. I can be a son. I can enjoy uh, this relationship. And uh, I can tell when there's proximity because shame is involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's shame usually, is yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, embarrassment. Um, you know, that whole thing, I want to look good in other people's eyes or the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. make you feel bad. And, and then I don't want to, fi- I don't want to hurt you. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, my wife said, I'm grown. I can, I can I take got, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm yeah. Grown. Don't, you don't have to save me <laughs> right, here. I'm good. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So proximity is that, that disconnect. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? Like Noel, the, like, what are some of the things that keep you at proximity at kind of a distance? Because that's what Phil was going after last week was, you know, with this rich young ruler is like, cool, 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 cool. All right. Why don't you just sell everything and give it all to the poor and then come follow me. And that, that was the thing he couldn't let go of. What are some of the ones maybe for you? Yeah. Um, I'm perfect. So. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So just never, presence. This is right, not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> come on now. Remember what okay. we were thinking. What were we thinking about? Yeah. I mean, back to you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Wow. No, <laughs> no, just all jokes. But as you were talking, I definitely feel like in this season of my life, I am, in that transition from proximal to presence Mm -hmm. Um, because again, I've shared this on the podcast, but I grew up in church my whole life. So I know the lingo. Mm -hmm. I know I went to Lutheran school when I was younger, so we would have Bible challenges. So I know, you know, Oh, script uh, flip to this scripture really fast. Okay. What's the drill? Yeah, exactly. Um, So I already knew it and I became, I think numb, to actually being in the presence of God and being quiet and sitting down, but, or just being able from the difference of just being able to rattle off like a Mm. scripture and, you know, um, Mm. and I've also had talks of like, when you're in the presence, like you really have, like you said, there's accountability there. There's a real, like, you know, what are you doing? Are you, is what you're saying matching up with what you're doing is, Mm -hmm. um, 
are you honoring me? Are you learning more about me? Because I think the other thing is like what I hear with presence is, yeah, like as the humans we are, we're like, yeah, I'll be present and I'll come. But like you're also there to listen and you're mm-hmm. also there to take in who God is. It's not just about being present right, so you right. can get so what you, can you show want up and get what you right, want yeah. out of it. It's a presence of like he wants to be in relationship with you. Like again, like we said about the children, like he enjoyed their company and he and they enjoyed his company. They were learning about each other. They were yeah. excited to see him and learn more about him. And so I really just resonated with that posture. And I'm comfortable saying that I switched from proximity to present because sometimes there's an ebb and flow in yep. your relationship and your um with in your relationship with God, but also your spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just, you know, the human nature of it all. Um and also th- I think even what God is calling to me, sometimes it's intimidating to figure it out or ask him what it is or right. because, you know, it's like, like the man said, Oh yeah, yo, I got this money. Like mm-hmm. what I got to do to inherit. Oh, I've done all of those things. Mm-hmm. Great. Check, oh check, wait, check. Right. now you're calling me to something more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that. that's, you just have to be honest with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, yeah, so I love that. That's interesting. That's one of the things that can keep you at a distance from God is all your familiarity yes. with God and with mm-hmm. church. That's really interesting. Yeah. Sure. Oh, it absolutely. It makes total sense. Yeah. Makes, because you're comfortable. It's like, yeah, I know how to do this. I know what to do. I know yeah. how I'll go to church or I'll sing the song or I'll read this thing. And, and that can keep you actually from presence. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, like that's Phil same. said, that's it's me. buttoned up. You're all buttoned up. You know exactly yeah. what to do. You know how to respond and, and people will still give their amens and they'll still, and, but, um, and I've seen this in leadership and I've seen this in people who, um, lead in other ways in a servant capacity, but you're empty inside. You're kind of yeah. just on autopilot and that's a scary place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's that and proximity welcomes autopilotness. Yes. There was a preacher yes. at this church introducing the preacher for the revival. And he gets up and he's traditional black preachers hooping and nah, ha, and, nah, ha, and, and the crowd was going crazy. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And say it, Pastor, say it, Pastor. And he stopped. He said, I've just read to you page 265 of the yellow pages. Ooh. <laughs> Y'all up here hooping and hollering on some nonsense. No. Now, when the man of God Gets up here to preach, listen to him. Shut the yellow pages and threw it down. I was like, beast mode. Oh, that's how you do you it. Knew it. That's because something. people were on that, let's pull up that pull that button. Yep. Run normal okay. mode. Yep. Bang, bang, yep. bang. Yep. Boy, that whole church was silent. Oh, I was in the back. So oh, I was screaming. It's I true. was screaming. So yeah, it's true. Because you wanna do the you wanna live in the joy. And I, I think like we've talked about, I love having fun. I love, you know, laughing and, and being in the joy of God, yeah. but but we're also called to understand the word of God and to be fisher of men and disciple people. And you can't just like let that go by the wayside. I mean, that's what presence is calling to you, mm-hmm. to be present with people, to have encounter. He was talking with people. He wasn't just being like, oh, you good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But, all right. Mm-hmm. Have a see you. See you later. He was right. like, oh, what's the need? What's the concern? Oh, I remember you know, I remember mm-hmm. this about you. I remember you were going through this. Can I pray for you? That's a lot of, um, it's a lot of work. And it just, like we said, accountability. I mean, yeah. the deeper you are in proximity, the more you protect it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more yeah, you protect it because I'm so normalizing this thing. Oh, you're getting into my space. Yeah. Oh, you're asking about stuff. Oh, keep oh. It at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. why did I come home? Why did I come to home? 
work late every day. Yes, uh, why is that? Right. Why aren't you at home? All these particular things. I get out of my. That's you fight. You fight right. it because you you don't want to go and be exposed to that real yeah. vulnerable yeah. place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I just piggybacking off of that. Like it's. I imagine like you having a circle around you, like and not letting people in, not letting God in, and just being like, you can stand out there and you can see my life from out there, but I don't want you to know the deep things. I don't want you to know that I've been, you know, drinking too much, or I've right. been partying too much, or I've been mean to people and pushing people out and so I think even if I think of some friends that I have or I was talking to my guy friend about just like how sometimes I'm concerned about my friend who may live alone and that mm -hmm. people may not invite them to things because they're like oh they're busy they don't mm -hmm. care I'm like no you got to check on, in on those people mm -hmm. you have to be present with those people I'm like no I care about what's going on in your life I'm not right. gonna let you forget that so right. that's right. just one of the ways I'm thinking about it I mean yeah. we're human so be open in that humanity as Christ yeah. is human. I, I love the fact that Christ is 100% man, 100% yeah. God. God. Yeah. And in the reality of it, he farted. Okay, he farted. He hey, just, hey, hey, he hey, hey, hey. Hold no up, hold up. Way. Phil, yes. hold up. This is a word. Yes. This is a word. Yes. Noel? I'm not Noel? acknowledging this. No, last, no, no. Last week on the pod. Somebody farted was, in the room? Oh, no, I don't know about that. Okay. But... I was talking about this whole idea of Jesus's humanity is divinity. And yeah. I said, you know, John was asking why it's so important. I was talking about, well, it's because he's, he was fully one of us. You can't miss that. And I mentioned in a list of many things he ate. He walked, this is he why laughed, we, this is how we do. I said he farted and Noel almost walked out. See? She almost walked <laughs> out of the pod. talking about farts. I mean, she said. This is how you know you're doing a podcast with men. I'm just going to oh, say that. Yeah, well, that may out. be true. That <laughs> may be true. He farted, Jesus, bro. I, I believe Jesus had. Oh, I believe yeah. that was a good fart, Jesus. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> I mean, Jesus had stomach ache. You know what I'm really? saying? Yeah. He had diarrhea. So, I mean, okay. he had. Okay, now we're, <laughs> getting, now we're getting into he it. Had, <laughs> he had stuff now on his beard. Now imagine stuff on Jesus's beard after he didn't have stuff. Tell him? And his disciples. Deci right, right. You God, you're supposed yeah, to know. Supposed How come you know? don't know? You're supposed yeah. to be. He ain't. So oh you know, gosh. I say that because even in the midst of this, is not a judgment about being in proximity. It's about an awareness yes. of being in proximity yes. and saying, I, "This is not where I want to be." We we live in a false self. I believe we move from false self to what I call real self, where yeah. I'm now observer of my false way to a true self, right? Mm -hmm. In a context of I am now comfortable being vulnerable and I am struggling right now to wake up in the morning. And you're not hiding that. You're not trying to go through your day plastic. So I say that in your in, in presence gives way to being fully human like yeah. Christ was yeah. and yet desiring that presence to be with God. Yeah. I love you, you talk about false self and in, I love the language Jeannie uses. I'm not sure if she came up with it or, but she talks about the, my false self is my automatic self. Yeah. That's like, like mm -hmm. I just, I automatically go to proximity. I automatically <laughs> go to persona. I automatically go to this and versus my authentic self, which is where Jesus continues is constantly right. inviting me into it. What you said something, Phil, at the 9 a.m. service that you didn't say at the 11, even though I specifically came backstage and said, make sure you say this at the next one. So I want to make sure I give you a chance to say it on Thank this you. one. So you you were talking about the rich young ruler and how, you know, this story in Mark 10, he had done it all, right? According to him, he had done it all. He'd kept all the commandments. He had the money. He had the influence. He had it all. He's probably super like Christian supermodel. Yeah. Like he was super right, handsome, right, probably right, like right, everything right. dialed in, right? 
but he couldn't, he didn't get the heart piece. He couldn't right. get, he couldn't get the presence, the intimacy piece. And you quoted a J. Cole. Yes. J. Cole, the great theologian says, yeah. right, right. <laughs> he said, the good news is you came a long way, but the bad news is you went the wrong way. Woo. There's no other life that's better than yours. Mm. J. Cole says, right. Mm. And the reality of having the fact that you went you know, to St. Louis, but she was going to Atlanta. Like, you, you went a long way. You did go a long way. That's good. <laughs> she good went job. to Atlanta. Just the wrong you way. went the wrong way. And yeah. so in the context of his world he lived in, probably was applauding all of this wrong way going, you yeah. know, applauding, yeah. oh, you're man, you're making it happen. And yet he still knew in his heart of hearts something I'm needing. He, yes. You know, he came to Jesus because yeah. how do you inherit eternal life? He knew that all the stuff he even had in the depth of understanding of the word and being able to follow the Ten Commandments or whatever, he still knew there was a hole in his heart, you yeah. know, and that's where that verse kicks in that way. Right? Mm, well, I love, I love that. I told you this, that, that J. Cole was one of my son's favorite yes. MCs. Yes. So I, 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 I texted him like, yo, Pastor Phil's going to drop some J. Cole today. Uh-huh. Get ready. But he came to the 11. You didn't drop it. So it's all good. It's all it's good. We up. wanted to give you a chance here. <laughs> But isn't that, isn't that the truth, though, that you we can spend a lot of our life and a lot of our energy and still totally miss it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miss the whole, this guy had built his whole life, mm-hmm. but not on the foundation of intimacy with Jesus yeah. or intimacy with God at that point. He was in the presence of Jesus, and he still couldn't get it. Yep. He was literally face-to-face, <laughs> right, right. and he still couldn't get it. So right. I think that, that I'm glad you said that because I think it's yes. significant. Yeah. And, significant. And he knew something was missing. But he just couldn't put his finger on it because of the world that he had lived in. Yeah. Nothing was missing. Yeah. <laughs> and he know? wanted a checklist. And I think. Yeah. Because just tell um, me, make it easy for me. Yeah. Right. I, I'm um, younger than you all. So. Hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> Get out of here. Since y'all want to hmm. play about the 90s. Hmm. But I think my, I feel like I don't want to always speak for my generation, but myself, I, I do feel like I have this in my mind. I want the checklist. I want the, you got this done, you got this done. Okay, yeah. you went to this and you went to school or you, you got this apartment or you got this. Okay, now you're in a good place. And um, I had a conversation with my mother a while ago and she was just like, you you checked all the boxes. Mm. You, you did all the well things done. you had to do. Now go live your life. And now I'm wow. stuck like, <clears throat> what that mean? Because I don't. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Living my life is, d- d- huh? Mm. Like, I made, what, I made what, the list. That's what do I, I do? I thought that was supposed to be life. So right? I, you resonate with the man being like, okay, I have everything. Mm. Now, what do I need to inherit the kingdom of God? Do I need to serve, you know, 50 people once right. a week? Do I need yeah. to, Give what another actions? List. It's another Give list, another exactly. List. Mm. And I feel like we see that, I've, I've seen that um, for people in the workplace. They just want to be told what to do right. instead of, mm. you know, having their own clinical judgment. Yeah. Or you see that, you know, with, um, just, yeah, adults mm. who are just like, I'm just trying to check out whether it be like, okay, I'm, I got this job. Now I need to be married. Now I need, and right. having that pattern isn't wrong. Mm. It's just more about the mentality that you have. Like right. the kingdom was available for, for him to inherit. But like you said, it's about the way he went about it. Right. He mm. wanted to go a way that was very cut and dry. And that's just on his terms, yep. on his terms, mm. what, you know, what was easy or what was at least, um, cause that's where faith comes in, right? Like you have to mm. depend on God to, you know, lead you and guide you. And that's a hard, you know, sometimes a hard place to be in. Right. And, mm. and, and we've, we, we get away from just being, yeah. Presence is about just being like my whole complex. Was, I'm, I'm not. I'm, why am I here? Am I hel- helping you? No, just sit down, Dad. Read the mm-hmm. paper. Do mm-hmm. something boring. Just be here with us. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't value that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. being is enough. Yeah. That's enough, man. Being yeah. versus doing. And when you think, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, it sounds so, like, easy and cliche. Right, but right. I think it's the game. <laughs> I mean, like, the game sure. is, are you willing to be with me? And out of that intimacy mm. comes ministry, comes True. connection with others, comes. But, like, it doesn't, it just doesn't work the other way. You yeah. can't. You can't get... Yep. To, to, you can't get to being from doing. Right. You yeah. can right. get to doing from being. Right. Right. It doesn't work the other way. That's how he was with the Ten Commandments, and the, he, he you know, Christ spit the six. Mm-hmm. I can do those. I've done those since I was a shorty. But this being peace, being with you, and yeah. loving you only—that um, part was a lot more complex. And you know, we want people to be with us when we're in the most tense situations. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm in a hospital. Right. I had a loss. I can't come. Just sit with it. Just, just talk. And yeah. maybe I vent. I wish we could, and I could do that when that's not a when situation. Going on. <laughs> just right. be together. I just want to be with yeah. you. Know, and yeah. just look at you, laugh, no laughs, just quiet, just all of that, and value that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Maasai tribe, I've uh, been to Africa a few times, and when they say, when they greet one another, they greet one another, it's a five-minute greeting. When you look on YouTube, mm-hmm. even, it's like a five, they talk about everything, but they greet one another, the first thing they'll say is, how are the children? It's the first mm. greeting. Mm. Like, what if government was ran that way? And education, hospitals, everything was, how, how are the least of these, the most vulnerable, yeah. uh, before we begin to build policy or whatever the case is, right? And so in the context of being, uh, uh, let, let's, let's focus on the kids that they, they're just going to be. Like, let's find out what how they're doing. Yeah. And, and that's what I like about Christ. Like, that's what I said in this, in this sermon. Like, when you see a kid walking in the street or see a mom ha- holding a baby, just, just stop. And say, let me talk to your child for a second. What's God up to? I mean, because because they just left God like, not too mm-hmm. long ago. You yeah, know? they were just with God right before right before they came into this world. Right, yeah, that's right, right, right. And so it's just that that valuing, flipping that. Um, you know, being with my grandkids, sitting there in the in the sand, doing whatever they could care less. They just don't mess the castle up. Squish. Just being mm-hmm. valuing that part. It sounds so much more easeful. It sounds so much better than all my striving and working and perfecting yeah. and crafting my life and yeah. to just be, I wonder, Phil, as we wrap up what, you know, if someone wants to practice presence, it sounds, it all sounds like the right answer, right? It's like, Oh yeah, I want to be more present. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure that was on everyone's vision board at some point. <laughs> um, but wh- how do, how can someone do that? You talked a little bit about it in the message this week. Like what's a practical, like a spiritually yeah. practical way for any, what do, how many listeners are we up to, Noel? As far as we know, I on this think podcast, it's three. We're up to three listeners. Oh so for our man! Three, thank yeah, you, three for, for listening the triad. So for the triad. Thank you. How uh, we worked a lot. I mean, it's taken us. <laughs> this months. is episode ten, y'all. It's episode ten, and we got to three. Yeah, breaking all our Woo-woo. goals. <laughs> um, but for those who are listening and they're thinking like, yeah, 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 I want, I want that. That sounds like where life is at. That sounds like what Jesus is talking about. How can they spiritually, practically practice presence in their life this week? Well, practically, I believe, slow your behind mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Meaning that whatever it means in your world, like I have no radio on in my car. Mm. Simple thing like that. I'm just sitting there listening. I'm just trying to hear what, what God is saying in my heart. What's going on? What's coming up for me? Not just so much because the person just cut me off, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the reality of, Okay, I can slow down. And then there's a, I have a there's there's a, a app I have. It's a breathing app, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. click it, right? You've seen those. You can do, you can I find them it. online. Just breathing mm-hmm. apps. And I I breathe in with the amount of time that the app is unfolding. Mm-hmm. Then I breathe out at the time that's not. And it's a mystery around that and how our bodies are wired physically with our soul and spirit, right? And if we 
disconnect from that some kind of way. We think we can really function as healthy. So I think one of the main things is getting in tune with where you are physically and emotionally by being still, by being quiet and taking things away that distract you having to sit with yourself because I don't want to think about what just took place. Let me listen to the news. And so allowing that to happen and, and then, you know, adding on things from there, which could be um, uh, a question to God, just godless dialogue. Uh, and and I'll allow yourself to ask a question and wait. Maybe you don't get any response. Mm-hmm. But maybe you just sit throughout the whole day and then gradually come up. One of the things I mentioned second mm-hmm. service, I think, was to, to experience the presence of God is to every hour on the hour commit to uh, 60 seconds of 60 prayer. seconds, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that prayer could be just... Just checking in. Just yeah, God, up. I'm frustrated today. I don't know why she came to work. I wish she was sick because she'd drive me crazy, <laughs> but I've got to work with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, she never sharpens her pencil. She's always at the show. Whatever the things are that you mm-hmm. got. But even God cares so much about that as mm-hmm. well as he would a kid, mm-hmm. right? And so and that 60 seconds, every 60 minutes for 60 days. And allow that just to reprogram your mind to slow down. My kids get in the car like, Dad, how come you don't turn the radio on? Oh, I forgot I don't have the radio on. Just mm-hmm. listening to it going on my heart just simple things like that have helped me to practice that presence and then slow down my day mm-hmm. not not to take everything so serious or myself so serious and it's okay if we have to reschedule something yeah you know um and letting all of that i mean not that it's oh i'm rescheduling everything this is gonna be so great no it's, mm-hmm. it may come with some human stuff like hey come on gotta meet again and reschedule but it comes with and not a hold on me to lose being present, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It reminds me of the, there's a Richard Rohr quote that says, um, we are already in the presence of God. What is absent is awareness. Exactly. It's like, you're never mm-hmm. not exactly. in the presence of God, but right. what is absent is awareness. So that little, that little thing of setting like a little alarm on your phone for every hour on the hour might be annoying at first, probably will be, but to just go, it's it's a way to wake you back up into the into what is already real, right. which is the presence of God. God's right. already here; He's already with me. Can I, for sixty seconds, choose to be <laughs> aware of His presence and choose to be with Him? And I think that's that invitation from Jesus. You know, He's like, it's like these kids; they just they got no agenda, they got no nothing, no defenses up, no nothing. They just show up, they show up, they show up. And I love that invitation, Phil, for for us to do the same. I really yeah. and I really appreciate you teaching and leading our church through that this uh this last week yeah Thanks, thank you so much elders in the faith i really elders elders in the faith <laughs> you see how smooth she said it just want to thank you oh my gosh these elders in the faith just for my spiritual grandparents right, right. what <laughs> Okay, sorry, you all. So just had to close out with that. Um, (laughs) But thank you, Phil, for joining us. Again, we we love you here at Soul City, and we're so thankful for your voice and your perspective. Thank you, Jared, for filling in for JJ. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm John glad uh, John was at the racetrack today. He's, he's Ooh, betting, no, betting you on some did. horses. No, he's you did. Took the tithe money, so, trying yeah. to double it. Yeah, trying to double down on that tithe this week. So, <laughs> they're spreading slander. <laughs> I am not a part of this. And Julian, we are just always grateful for you. You're so faithful, so Amen. giving and loving. And they don't hear your voice very often, but we just appreciate you, you so so presence. much. You feel, feel his, his presence. presence and his. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, presence. Yes, got it. Um, but thank you, listeners. We really appreciate you. And like we said before, if you want to subscribe and leave a review on this episode, please let us know your favorite quote from today. Mm. Uh, uh, it may have to do something with farting. Farting. Yep. Have to do something with farting. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my well. goodness. I'm going to ask for more women on the podcast <laughs> next time. Yes. It's been, women be farting? Let's be, what? It's been... <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, fact. That's I fact. got two daughters. Okay, I got two daughters. So. I appreciate close. you. I appreciate you not throwing Kim under the bus. On that one too, <laughs> right, right. Sorry, Noel. Please. And as we please. close, pastors. Yes. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious! I'm just trying to wrestle these guys in. Um, yes. As we close, we would love to hear. We have our guest do um, a benediction. A little benediction. A okay. Little just a short little benediction. Just from you. Listener. Make it a freestyle. Freestyle. Yes. Freestyle. Okay, okay. A few bars. All right, right, right. Bars all day. Right, right, right. (laughs) So, as you take off this day, right, and benediction, this departing piece, uh, recognize that it's not a judgment of of proximity, it's an awareness. Mm -hmm. And live uh, with the desire to want more of God. Because, as Jerry said before, He is pursuing you and wanting more of you every day. Um, As much as. think I have to come this way or that way uh, to Christ. He wants all of you just like you. So my benediction is that you would rest without having to figure it out and just be present with God and watch what happens. Awesome. Thanks, Phil. We're so grateful for you. And thanks y'all for listening. Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs>